0: Well, hey, good morning. Welcome to City Church. Thank you for joining us online. We have a message today that is completely geared for you this morning. So, uh, just invite you to just engage with the Lord and hear what He has to say. I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. Then, we're going to jump right into His Word. God, we thank you so much for the plans that you have for us this morning, the, the plans to uh, speak directly to our hearts. And so, Lord, I just choose to get out of your way right now in Jesus' name, that um, the words that would come out of my mouth would actually be your words for your children. Lord, would you speak directly to the areas that we need spoken to and um, just have your way with this entire service. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, hey, today uh, I just want to invite you on into a question and more of a statement than I guess a question is, you can live in two different worlds, and one world is to live in the past, and another world is to live in your present. You have a choice of living in two different worlds. We can run everything through our past filters. The way things ended up in the past, means that they're going to end up this way in the future. Uh, the, the hurts that we've had in the past mean that that's how we're going to get hurt in the future. Everything's ran through past filters if we let it. Or we can live in the moment, living in this moment right here today, Sunday morning, this moment, to actually live in this moment and let the past be the past and live in this moment. Each morning comes with a brand new moment of time, new air in our lungs, new mercy, new grace, new forgiveness for people that have wronged us in the past. We can live in this moment, can't we? Well, today... I want to talk to you guys about a statement. We don't live in the past. I remember telling so many people when, uh, when Amy and I, when we first had kids, I would tell people when our kids got to be about 10 and, and 8 years old and stuff that I'm going to be 43 years old. We will be 43 years old and be empty nesters, meaning we won't have kids at home at all at 43 It's almost like retirement, isn't it? It's like, I retired at 43. But so I remember bragging about this. I remember just like, you know, telling people that are having kids in their 40s and late 30s, yeah, well, that's really cool of you. But by by your age, you know, I'm actually going to have like empty nest and my wife and I will be able to do whatever we want. And so here I am at 43, my wife's 43, and we are empty nesters. Like, our kids are raised up, and they're grown, and they're going off to college, and they've been out of the house for uh, three years, one of them. And so, like, here we are in that moment, and I just find myself in this real-life scenario of I can live in the past or I can live in the present. In the past, like the things that go through my mind are, man, I wish I would have like taken more time to hang out with the kids on Friday night, or I wish I would have taken a different job so I'd have more time with my kids, or I wish I went to went to that conference that, that lasted all week long and I miss I missed some of my kids' programming, or you know, I wish I would have turned off the TV more and actually looked at my kids' eyes and, and talked to them more and not stared at my phone so much when they're around and not focused on myself so much. You know, I can live in the past today. I can totally live in that moment or I can just choose to live in the present and think about the amazing things that God's done with my family, that we are empty nesters, that, that we're still parents and we, we still get to invest in our kids and look forward to what's ahead. A lot of times we get so stuck of just living in that past and thinking of the regrets and trying to trying to work ourselves and make ourselves approved for the things that maybe we missed out on. And so I just have the statement, we don't live in the past. We don't live in the past. It's a real life choice this morning. You don't have to live in your past. I love the show Shark Tank. And on the show, you have all these uh, entrepreneurs that would come on the show and they would they would actually give a pitch of what's going on in their business. And so this one guy had this really great business, but he gave a, in his pitch, he said, you know, like 2020 has been really hard for us. And so we actually haven't had very many sales. And Mark Cuban actually just spoke up and just stopped the guy mid-sentence and said, hey, hey, yeah, but we don't live in the past, right? And man, I needed that in that moment. That's, that was the first time I heard that, you know, we don't live in the past, right? You know, so that's the way your business was. and It was failing. And, but what, what's happening today? But in that moment, on my couch, watching Shark Tank, it was a wake-up call for me from the Lord. Neil, don't live in your past. Because I can get so stuck in my past sometimes that I completely forget about what God has right in front of me. Get stuck in past hurts, past friendships, past friendships, Past regrets. And God has something for us today. And so we don't live in the past. This is Paul's message to the church. We're studying in the book of Romans, and you see this with Paul. Paul is uh, actually preaching to the, the church of Rome. And what happened in the church of Rome is the, the, um, the Jewish people were actually kicked out of the city. So the church had started And then the Jewish people were kicked out of the city for five years after the church had started. So you had Gentiles and you had Jews and they were working together. They they had this church going and then the Jewish people had to leave for five years. Well, now the Jewish people are coming back. And so there's all these different things going on with the church at this time and and there's a lot of reconciling, but there's also some conflict because sometimes when people leave, you forget the traditions. And so Paul actually speaks to them and brings everybody under the umbrella of our past. And I would just love to read that. If you want to turn to Romans 1, it's going to be Romans 1, 18. It says this. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of human beings who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without an excuse. For although they know God, They neither glorified him as God nor gave their thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal gods for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurities for the de- degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served and created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. This is Paul's message to the church and he's reminding the church of their past. Here's your past like Look at what it says, it says that all of our family lines, our heritage, our past is tainted with walking away from God in so many different areas. He says we've all walked away from the Lord. This is our past so as the church was gathering back together and they're putting this church back together, Paul's reminding them that every one of them has walked away from God at one point in time, that we all need Jesus Christ. He was showing them that we've even shunned God. We've even put him on a back burner, even though we could see him, even though creation cries his name, that we shun him sometimes. We act like he doesn't even exist, but yet alone we're breathing air. (laughs) And so Paul says that very clearly. This is our past. This is what we have all grown up in. And then he says that the people gave themselves over, and there was confusion when they gave themselves over to the world. There is complete confusion and chaos. They, they didn't have a clear thought. They, they didn't know their identity. They didn't know their sexual identity. They didn't, they didn't know what was going on. They had blinders over their eyes because they, choose, they chose to shun God. So this was everyone's past. Aren't you so glad that that was in our past, <laughs> that that's the past? <laughs> It kind of feels like it's today, doesn't it? It feels like it's today. Like Paul's message talking about people 4,000 years ago can still apply to this morning. This was our past. But this was Paul's way of gathering everybody under one roof. Look, we all are covered in grace, we all need Jesus Christ. Our past says we're broken, we're confused, we, we're lost without a shepherd, and we all need Jesus. We've all walked away from God. But even as we've walked away from God, there's still hope in that, isn't there? There. Paul shows them that there's hope in that, that even as we've all walked away from God, that we can all come under this umbrella of grace. So this is the way that we can actually view other people. He goes on to say in chapter 2, verse 1, you therefore have no excuse who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you not think that you're going to escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for, for the riches of his kindness, the forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? I love how Paul ends that statement. Like we all have a past, like everybody in the church, we come into, we all come into this umbrella of grace that Jesus Christ gives us. So therefore, how are we to pass judgment on to other people? How can you pass judgment when we've all walked through different things? We all have a past. So how can I judge you for your past when my past is just as tainted? And I love how Paul says that at the end of it. This is kind of Paul's mic drop. He says God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance and and pointing back at the church. It's not about like forgiving everybody else around us. It's not about that. It's about God's kindness is intended to lead us to repentance because we all have a past. So good. So this morning... The invite is here. From the book of Romans, Paul makes it really clear that we all have a past. It doesn't mean that you have to live in the past. We don't live there anymore. That might be past history, and then we have yesterday. But today, you don't have to live in your past. So what does that mean for you? Because we all come to Jesus broken, insecure, in need of Savior, We all have things that Jesus has forgiven us of, and so we all come to Him that way. But it doesn't mean that you have to live in your past. And so, what does that mean for us today? Well, one thing is this we don't live in our past, and so neither do others. If you and I don't live in our past because we have a a need of a Savior, and Jesus has completely forgiven us of our past, then we don't put others in a box of making and forcing them to live in their past. We can forgive, we can move on and and remind ourselves that, you know what, that was the past and there's, there's tomorrow. There's one thing that I've noticed over the last 10 to 20 years is a lot of times we have started identifying people with their past. And like that's who they are for the rest of their life. And I just want to say, I thank God that I'm kind of missing out on that. Because if I was identified for my past, man, that's something that I wanted. I'm not even that same person. I've like completely changed that person. Jesus has completely changed that person. So this identity of like, here's who you are because this is your past. You're an addict. You're you're whatever that may be. That's your past. That doesn't mean that that's your identity for the rest of your life. And so we don't force, as, as somebody that has been forgiven and has been freed from Jesus, by Jesus Christ, we don't force other people to live in their past. So that means that we can just give freedom for people that tomorrow there's hope that they could change. So if we don't live in our past, then neither do others. And so we can actually just release others from their past, release others from the past identity, and pray over people for what Jesus' identity is over them. This helps so much with not writing people off, doesn't it? Because sometimes you, you've had past experiences with maybe family members or, or friends or or co-workers, and, and it's just way easier to just write them off. Well, that's who they are. That's just what they're always going to be. But if you look at this statement, we don't live in our past, and you look at Paul saying, hey, we all have a past. It helps so much with not judging people and writing them off for the rest of their life, that there's actually new grace, there's new mercy. We can trust God in that process. So we don't live in our past, so neither do others. And lastly, this one's just specifically for you, if you're listening today, is this is you don't live in your past. You don't live in your past anymore. You don't live in your past. So stop living there. <laughs> stop living in it. You're waking up each morning with these past regrets and, and, and all these things that you could have done differently. So stop living there. Live for today. Live in this moment. Give people another chance. Forgive. Move on. You don't live in your past anymore. Change your address. Change your address that you don't receive past mail, you know, spiritually, physically, maybe even. You don't live in your past anymore. You have a brand new life in Jesus Christ. The only person that's going to remind you of your past is the enemy. He remembers all the things that you've ever done wrong. So stop listening to him. Listen to what Jesus has to say. Pray to the Lord. Open up your Bible. Read his word. And get in, ingrained with who Jesus, has, uh, who Jesus says you are instead of listening to who the enemy says you are. Change your address. You're forgiven this morning. You, you are free to live in the present. You are free to live for the life that Jesus has right in front of you. You are free to invest into the city you currently live in. You are free to invest in the church that you are at. You are free of your past. And God invites you to live in the present. There's a passage that, that's found in Isaiah. that says, behold, or um, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to make a way through the wilderness. And in all the brokenness, God is making a way in the wilderness for you. You don't have to live in the past. What you can do is you can follow on the heels of Jesus Christ as he leads you on to a brand new life. And so today, I just invite you to just get rid of the past. Let the past be the past and look forward to what Jesus has in front of you. Invest in the people that God has right in front of you, right maybe in your own living room this morning, right, <laughs> right in your car. So I just love to just pray that over you. I love to just pray that over all of us, as a. It's just, I just feel like this is a really, um, it's a really pivotal word for some people, that um, have have ran things through past filters all their years. I believe the Lord is going to rewire some of those wires that when, when you go to past filters of the past, oh, this is how that's worked in the past, God's going to give you new insight today, new clear vision. And so I just want to pray that over you. Would you just pray with me? God, we just thank you so much that we don't have to live in the past, Lord, that, that we get to live in this moment right here and right now. And so, um, Lord, I just pray for anybody that's listening to this. Lord, you would just speak directly to their hearts. Lord, you would give them power and strength and encouragement to forgive themselves and anyone else of their past and be able to live in this moment on, from this moment on, will we live in the present, in Jesus' name. Anything that tries to draw our attention away from living in the present, I just rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we choose to live for you in this moment. In this, in this present time, for such a time as this, is what you've called each one of us. You are doing a new thing. And so, Lord, we want to be on the heels of the new thing you're doing. So we choose to just forget the past and look forward to what's ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to City Church. We'd love to see you in person next Sunday. We have a 9 o'clock and a 10.30 service. We have kids at the 10.30 service for 0 to 18 years old, so you can bring the whole family if, uh, if you'd like to. But, yeah, we'd love to see you in person. And um, just have a blessed week. And uh, feel free to comment. Let us know, you know anything that's going on, any, any ways that we can be praying for you. And uh, just be blessed. We love to end every single, every single service off with, with our passage. This is our passage. This is our mission statement. Our mission is to love God, love people, change the world. And this passage is actually how we live it out. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And surely I will be with you always, even to the very end of the world. Jesus is always with you. Be blessed. Hope to see you next week.